hello, hello, and welcome back to the A Show, the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. Justin here with Meals. Happy March, Meals. Almost over, but happy March. It's almost over. Quarter one is almost over. That's how I view time now. Only in quarters. Oh, the the working life. <laughs> <laughs> Quarter one is almost through. Um, I'm good, man. How have you been? How's everything on your 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 side? Well, it's raining uh, a lot. This is, what, week eight of this stream? Really settling for this big event that's supposed to happen next week. I know. It has not stopped. However, the forecast for next week looks... Hold on. Hold on. Let's, 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 let's take a look. Next week doesn't look too bad. Next week, sunny all next week. So we're, we should be good. We should okay. Be good. My my okay. issue is the, is the sixty degree weather in California in March. That's the that's the real question. That's not part. supposed to happen. That's not supposed to happen. That's <laughs> not, that's usually like January February we kind of get that, and is when it's uh-huh. like March. It's you would have never known that that had ever happened. It's been cold. It snowed. I'm like, yo, what what kind of day after tomorrow's type shit is we on right now? Amen. Amen. No idea. But <laughs> good lord! I mean, I hope it's for the best because next week's a pretty big week. Next week is next week is a lot of things going on. I mean, it's WrestleMania week in the city. I'm sure you'll feel it in the city, um, based on how it all goes. Um, of course, next week we will have our WrestleMania prediction party as we do always, and we've already started recording, and we already know how this is going to go. And you know what? There might even be a giveaway too if you like beating up your friends to a certain game to be honest with you mm-hmm. um so you guys want to tune into that um i'm gonna say you know what i'm gonna say immediately after uploading this on patreon okay also available on patreon will be draft diaries Ooh. wrestlemania 19 so justin and i went over two hours <laughs> talk about it we went over two hours, not only in just on WrestleMania 19, but Jay-Z's 2003. So you get that for full. And, you know, it'll be, uh, for those of you who don't have the Patreon yet, you're, you're going to get it next week, but you're going to get an abridged version of it. Sorry, you got to make, you know, bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Um, you you won't get all the Hove Chronicles and all the, the Rock of Fowls and all the other shit. Rock of Fowls. What a you did you read Rock of Files? No. No? Oh my god, I wonder if the website is still up. It was like this. All right. I'm very um ashamed of uh the thing. Rock of Files is like a fanfic <laughs> website based on Rockefeller. Um oh my god. All right. Well, whatever. I can't find it. It's probably dead. It's probably but, it was probably on, on GeoCities. GeoCities. Yeah, it was one of those. This is like 2004, 2005 thing. Um, but yeah, man, listen, we got a lot of stuff coming. You know, the whole WrestleMania, you know, prediction party is going to be next week. You're going to get that. You're going to get a special episode of the War Report um, as they predict NXT stand and deliver, which looks fucking good, to be honest with you. It's a, it's mean, a heavy card. It's a really heavy card. They told you, they said, wake your ass up. (laughs) (laughs) Bring your ass. (laughs) Wake your ass up, man. 
and bring it, you know, bring it the, the card for NXT. Listen, they got Johnny Gargano versus Grayson Waller already. They got Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes for the NXT Championship already. They got a fatal four way NXT Women's Championship ladder match, which I'm just assuming. Well, listen, I have my thoughts, but I'm sure it'll be uncovered all on NXT in the next coming weeks. We got Fallon Henley and Kiana James versus Alba Fire and Ela Dawn. Come on now. Mm-hmm. And we got Wesley beating off five of the dudes with a stick for his NXT you North say, American Championship. You say beating off or beating up? Beating. Beating up. <laughs> I, I listen. I'm sorry. It's I'm okay. Sorry. It's okay. We're here. Listen, we're excited. We're excited. Tis the season. You know what I'm saying? Um, we get into all of it. Listen, by the time it's next week and you get that WrestleMania prediction party, you'll know everything you need to know. Like, we not only are you dropping gems on, like, you know, the card, but like, how you're not going to get to wherever the hell you want to go unless you can be two people at once. <laughs> and we talk all about it. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Um, listen, man, we got a special request for office hours this week. Yes, we do. We do. Um, and in the, in the, in the total light and, and just complete, complete utter uh, transparency here, we are working super hard on the WrestleMania show next week. So, it's a good thing there isn't a lot of news <laughs> and it's a good thing that we had some pretty solid shows this week where we won't have to like completely shit on everything, but mm-hmm. you guys are getting like a three hour extravaganza next week. So this is why we're going to be doing a little bit of a more, uh, longer office hours. If that's okay with you, Mills. No, that's fine with me. Hold on. Wait. Oh, I thought they, listen, I got to stop reading Twitter. I thought they locked up Trump for <laughs> Oh, These man. fucking pictures, man. The internet is crazy. I don't think we'll ever see a president in handcuffs, but I think they hope if if he has to surrender, then yeah, he'll, he'll surrender, and there will probably be a mugshot. But that's just that's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- I'm willing to do a, a, if they ever show him them dragging him out the house. I'm willing to do a whole Twitch live, Kai Sinat style. Nah, he would have to. <clears throat> he would have to uh, surrender. I I just can't imagine him putting a president in handcuffs. But stranger things have happened, and nobody thought they would ever impeach a president twice. And look at where we were. At. Hey, for real. Um, let's get into these office hours. Yeah, let's go. Um. So hold on. Let me. I gotta actually find it. I want to find it. I know who it's from. Do we say who it's from? Does that matter? No, it doesn't matter. It's from um, a couple of them. Yeah, so hold on. Let me look it up. So we got essentially office hours um, from our Discord. Pretty much one of our members uh, was essentially like, listen, I'm over my job. I'm over coming to this shit every day. Actually, I don't even know if I should hide it because Cyrus says it on his podcast every week. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he says, I'm over it and I want to do something new, but I'm not really sure what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like the situation where you, you want to, you don't want to be, you don't want to be doing what you're doing forever. Yeah. And you want to do something that excites you and that, you know, 
as as a as a old LA knight used to say, titulate titillates you, and um, you want to have that kind of experience yeah, that, with what that you. That was an LA knight. That was an LA knight. That was Max Dupree. Oh okay. <laughs> well, listen, Clark Kent, Superman, whatever the fuck you want to call him, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> LA knight. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm not. Okay, I found that exact. He says, because I don't want to work. I want, but I want a new job. But I don't know what I want to do instead of this. And I for sure as hell don't qualify for the cool shit I want to do. And says, I can only lie so much on my resume. You know what? You know what I say to stuff like that? Why don't Why don't you qualify? Who? Why don't you qualify? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I I feel like that's that's. I feel like so many times mentally we cut ourselves off. So me and my, just full disclosure, like me and my wife are in the process of like, we're starting to look for somewhere to buy, like a, like a house or like a, well, we got to start with like a, um, we're going to have to start with like a townhouse or a condo, especially out here, which is the way that the housing market is, but we're probably going to move again. Okay. So she was like looking at something. She was just like, no, they're, they're not even going to let us have a tour. They're not even going to let us do or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, why, why wouldn't they? Why? Mm-hmm. Why would why like we have to stop cutting ourselves off from opportunities that are meant for us? You know what I'm saying? By the way, hold on, hold on. Here comes the money. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do the thing that you had, but yeah. <laughs> Man. Listen, it's 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 out there. We were like we we no. literally we went to a we went to a like a seminar last week about um about first time homeowners and. You know, I looked at it not as this is what I can't do or this is where I'm going to stop myself from doing. I looked at it mm-hmm. as, oh, this shit is possible. All I got to do is is think of it this way. I don't want to pay rent to somebody for the rest of my life. And that's why I'm right. like, I want to I own something. And I'm like, they, there's ways that they want you. Here's the thing. Like when, when you look for a house, they want you to be there. They don't care how much credit you got or whatever. They're going to work with you. So mm-hmm. it, to Cyrus's point. I would have, I would have, I would be like, why? Why don't you qualify for that? Why don't you just apply anyway and see and see what happens? I think the so, one, th- I think the one thing is, is, is just building your portfolio to do stuff like that. I, I think that a lot of times it's like, it's putting ourselves in position because in going from, and you think, think about it. I went from editorial to marketing, music marketing, all the way to corporate at a, you know, a, a pretty big, you know, job that I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, these weren't things that I looked at like I can't do this shit. You know what I mean? But I I do feel like there's a there's a sense of imposter syndrome that we have where we say that or we think that other people's journeys are more valid than ours, and I just don't think that's true. I also think just kind of piggybacking off of your point, um, I have several thoughts on this. Uh, one because I've went through this before, but it really starts as an idea in your mind of like, what do I like to do and what could I see myself doing? And actually, sometimes you may not know that. I think that's one of the problems with the current system in, uh, well, our current system. I don't want to say everyone's current system because quite frankly, as uh, people of color, um, we aren't given as many resources as, you know, other people, which allows, which are, are pretty much what we can only see is a little bit compared to the whole thing. And I think that's a reason why sometimes we, we, we doubt ourselves, but um, I think you kind of have to 
take it from the vantage point of like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Um, that's one line of thinking. But also when you do find that, you have to also realize I got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to you gotta realize like, that's why, to be honest with you, so much of this RNC radio stuff um, helped me get in the position that I am now, which is completely a pivot from where I was a year ago. And you got to start somewhere, even if it's like grinding and stuff. And, and a lot of, I mean, getting interviews with WWE superstars and like helping coordinate interviews with like Kevin Durant and all these other people like that, like all this stuff builds up and it and it's equity and it, and it's somewhere, you know what I'm saying? It starts somewhere, even if it's just a hobby, but you got to start somewhere. And from there, you build the confidence, you build experience, um, you want to tap in a little bit more. I remember last year when I was looking for jobs in the field that I am in now, I was like, man, I got to make myself more attractive in a sense, because my fear of applying for jobs is always like, there's going to be a million people more qualified than me, like just off rip by default. There are people mm-hmm. who went to school for this. There's people who are probably laid off their job but have experience in me. And I was like, so how can I make myself more attractive? And I would be like, okay, let me do this little training here. Let me go to this place. Let me do that place. And just like wherever opportunity arrives, I kind of like put myself out there to kind of, you know, receive it so it could help me in the long run. Yeah. But I do think, I do agree with you. And like, why don't you qualify? Um like, why don't you, you can do anything that you really want to do. Um, and, and that sounds, really work towards it. it sounds cliche. It does, but it's, it's the, it's the truth. Like, why would you not, why would you not give yourself that opportunity, that chance? Cause at the very least, right. I always say this, what's, what's the worst I can say to you? No. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not the worst thing that's ever been said to me. But, you know but there's all. But there's also the second point. So there's two major points in this. And the point is that, yes, you can absolutely do whatever you want to do if you don't qualify for it. But also learning what you want to do is definitely like a process that comes like from within. I think there is a lot of people, I learned this in kind of high school, but a lot of people graduated. A lot of my friends graduated and decided they didn't want to go to college. They'll go to like the Army or the Navy and, you know, no you know, no shots to anybody who like has served and stuff like that, like all power to you. But I always felt like that was a way of like, I don't know what I want to do. So I'm just going to let someone else figure it out for me. Mm. And part of that journey of life is kind of like trying new things and putting yourself out there in different things and seeing what kind of works for you. I wouldn't have got the last job I got if I didn't, I wasn't unemployed as fuck. I was working at, I remember my first job out of college, I worked at Levi's for two days. I don't Damn. know if I've ever told the story on this podcast, but oh, I, I you were selling jeans, <laughs> bro. I was in training for two days and I quit because that's why you like the that's why you like the jeans nigga from My Hero, bro. Because you was the jeans nigga, <laughs> best genius, yeah, guy. No, but I worked there for two days, so I got hired. I went to the I went to the group interview. The group think me interview killed it, bodied it. I was like, oh my god, all this public speaking from doing. Um, college radio really worked out for me because i like bodied all them 17 year old kids um <laughs> so poor kid i get there and then one thing so i'd gone to this is how you know the sign of the times the previous night before i started my training i went to a ryan leslie concert <laughs> it was free new york summers are unmatched um 
at the time. Now, I don't even know at this point. They aren't doing anything for free anymore. But you ain't outside. That's what it's, you ain't outside. That's what I mean. No, no, no. I used to see Pusha T. I saw Pusha T like three times for free. <laughs> he just does <laughs> mad House of Van shit. Um, but one thing he stuck with me was like, yo, why are you working retail? You got a degree now. And not that I'm shaming working retail if you have a degree, but it really did stick in my head of like, yo, I could be doing so much more for something less. And one of my friends hooked me up with one of this job working in like essentially like construction management for schools. And I liked it because it was fulfilling, working in schools, all this other stuff like that. And I did that for eight years. But somewhere along the journey, I also decided I love talking about music, and I also met Justin, and I also met so many other people in my life that kind of like helped change my trajectory on like what I want to do and what I could do, because I saw so many people just like me doing it as well. Um, so even when I was working that construction management job, I was doing everything on the side, like freelancing and doing these podcasts and designing things and doing so much more and like putting myself out there, talking to people. Uh, this is how I met you. I met Adele. I met um, Jeff Jake, Has all these other people, like putting myself out there to really do these things. And I think that all helped with the experience that I had just in life saying like, you know what, this would be a cool thing to kind of like do full time but I was always afraid because of like job security and still am but I took the leap anyway because and I feel more satisfied doing it I never would go back to what I was doing because I feel ultimately like this is I'm heading in the direction that I want to go and I right. think when you want to when you don't really know what to do I say put yourself out there and try new things and because yeah, I mean if you if you can say I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore look at what other people kind of did to get to where they're at. Like it's really never too late to, to get there. I, I think, and, and it's tough to really say because a lot of times your, your reputation kind of, you know, will precede itself. I, I'd say like hop on LinkedIn, let these people know you open to work so they can see what you do and what you've done. Put yourself out there. Like Neil said, um, I, I think a lot of it is really diversifying what you do and, and, and seeing what you really want to do and putting yourself in position to be around people that do those same things. Like, if it's something where it's like, oh, somebody wants to be a developer or 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 a technical animation person or something like that, where I'm at, I'd be like, okay, well, I'll just I'll let you in anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because what's you're you're at least in the system. You know what I'm saying? Or like, if you, you want to read manga for a living, and all you're just like, you know what? I'll use the funds that I have in my job right now to buy myself a fire camera and some editing software and doing all these other things. And I'll learn how to do it all on YouTube and I'll open up a Twitch channel and then I'll connect. Like there's so many different options now of things to do. Um, that's not only like you could be working for someone else, but you could work for yourself. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely, and again, I hate to keep saying it's out there. It's out there. It's out there. Just go get it. Like it is there. It's there. Like I, I for one want people to get it earlier than I did, but I, and I never had somebody telling me, the stuff that we kind of tell people on this, you know what I mean? Like it, it's something where we, we put ourselves around people. And, and I, and I'm, I'm guessing this is your point too, is that you put yourself around people that had um, the same goals that you did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or people that had, that had accomplished something or had been accomplished and you kind of learn, take it from the learning tree. And, and I think yeah. that's a big thing about, you know, RNC as a whole, as well as that, like when, when I kind of created that, it was like, it was stewardship. It was, it was creating an opportunity where people could pass it forward. 
to to do different things and it's like yo like you have a support system of you know black you know black men that have made it you know what i'm saying and you know obviously we've grown and bigger and bigger and bigger it's not just that anymore but you know it is a, it's a, it's a brotherhood you know what i mean where it's like yo if you need to lean on me for something just just ask if i can't do it it doesn't mean that i that i don't care but you know we're both learning together you know what i'm saying like we're we're all learning together and i think through anything just looking at the prestige and and everything that that have come out of it it worked you know what i mean it's really worked and um i've learned a lot just yeah. from being just from being around all of you guys you know what i'm saying and 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 i've i've taken some things and and implemented it into my own strategy as you know somebody in the workforce but i mean ultimately and Mills, what would be your ultimate goal, though? Like in the end, like because I'm coming up to that, I'm coming up to that age where it's like, where, where am I? Ultimately, where do I want to be at? And I and I think that my my goal right now is like, I want to be able to take my kids to school and pick them up every every day, and I want to have a work schedule that 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 works around that. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to still live my life and 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 do what I got to do, but come into an office and say, hey, I showed up and I'm out. You know what I mean? Like that's my ultimate goal. Or just I mean, work. That's what I've wanted for years. Yeah. Or, or just, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I haven't been in an office since 2019. I'm almost there. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's. I mean, this is kind of like what we wanted, and 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 it's important to like say these things, so they're kind of out there, and you really have something to work towards. It's really finding what you want to work towards and then kind of understanding what the steps you need to get there are also part of the journey as well. And I feel like sometimes because we're doing so much like week after week, you can get kind of like caught up in just the grind and just, and just trying to keep up. And it's with so many things in life because it's hard out there. Like it, it really, really is. And you get caught up in like, you get caught up, you get exhausted from just existing. You know what I'm saying? Like, car oh my car broke down i got bills to pay eggs is fucking eight dollars so many other things that are going on like you get caught up in just existing and it's really hard sometimes to be able to like kind of like pause and be like really take a look at yourself but it's definitely worth it i always implore like really like kind of look within take some time to yourself um explore different things i realize now like just having this conversation i'm like between in college when i was doing my engineering degree to like what I grew up, I mean, what I kind of like did for the last eight years. Um, while it was very structured, I realized I always kept myself around creatives. And that always kind of kept me sane. And Cyrus, I think it's the same way for you too, because honestly, your line of work, I know you're around creatives all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's the same way with you, but like, and that kind of like feeds that. So keep yourself around people and always have that support system and and push it in the right direction. And you know your friends will help you along the way if there's anything that was like you know i used to do this for my you know my radio station students all the time i was like yo put me on your resume that i was your supervisor and i'll tell them everything like i don't give a fuck (laughs) like (laughs) i'll be your resource like i'll be if you need to get that job i'll help you get that job like if you need like to to fake that you know i'm your supervisor on this thing i won't say fake but like because i was but I'll help you do that. And I think that's a part of what community also brings to this as well. It's just like looking around, being inspired by the people you are. An issue is I never, I never really know where, what, like just, just specifically with Cyrus, I never really know if he having these, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, I know he hates his job, but I don't really know what he want to do. So if I know what, what, is he you, to do, what do you love? Yeah. Like if you 
go what you want to do, then yeah. And, and but I think it wasn't just him that they had the same kind of question. Nah, there's a couple more people. Yeah, I know Viz. I believe was one of somebody to co-sign this, and and I think it it, is, it still applies to to everybody there. It's like you know, go after what you what you really want to do, but put yourself around those people that, that do it, and you one know, if one that, of my coworkers was sorry, no, one of my coworkers was literally we were both put the job at the same time. She was like, I want to work at a coffee shop, and I'm like, why? And she was just like, I just want to try something new. I just want to do something different for a while, and I understand that because like you really get lost in the monotony of it all, and like the grind and the race to like kind of keep up it's rare you get to do things that you want to do but it's so fulfilling at the same time and it's such like great energy to be doing that so i understood it now she got an actual job doing some other things <laughs> but <laughs> reality reality yeah said. yeah no, no 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 yeah absolutely but like try something new yeah and, try and something that's, new. that's really just the the long and short of it is that don't that that is if that is my key to any of y'all do not cut off your own blessings before you even get them bro like just it's it's definitely possible you just have to i mean i apply to shit that i don't don't feel like i could do all the time and and you tell me to do that i'll be like nigga you bugging what (laughs) you tell me to do it and i'm like huh why would i why not director director i mean i probably could but i don't know if i should here's the thing thing. if you don't if if they if they see your resume i've had times where they've seen it and they i've got a call back and they say you might not work for this but you work for this you know what i'm saying like they that's happened to me a lot i had an interview i was interviewing you i think i told you this I, i was interviewing netflix for like three months and they were like ah you might not fit here but you'll probably fit over here and and you know eventually i didn't get it but it opened up the door for me to have my situation that i'm in now you know, mm-hmm. so it, it, it again, you, you never know where it's going to take you if you just kind of really believe in your own skills and, your, and, and, you know, have a belief in not only your skills, but your personality, um, what you offer, what you bring to the table, all of that stuff. Like, you can do this shit. Hey, man, y'all got more office hour questions. We got the time. I want to get workplace tea. You want to do what? I want to get workplace workplace tea. I want I want I want to I want to do like something in the workplace. <laughs> Qualms in the workplace. I ate my lunch. Drama in the workplace. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's get that. Time. Should I still go back into work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's what we need to get to on, on office hours, man. Like that's hey, that that's the that's really what I want to talk about. Workplace our doors are our doors are always open. What's the news this week? Um, big news. <laughs> Yesterday, my man, uh, Big Bill, Big Bill Goldberg, free agent, WWE contract, Experando. You, you know what I'm saying? You could kind of guess that Triple H was not going to read this up. Hey, man. Was it? I could have guessed that from his Tough Enough 2 promo 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You, you could guess that he was not going to read this up. I'm not shocked. I honestly don't think that um, he probably said it like, listen, we hire back top dollar carrying cross thing. You know, Goldberg's coming off the books pretty soon. Like, I think we could afford it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, I think you left that lapse. I think as as constructed right now, there is really no room for a Goldberg. He's had the Brock match. He's had the Bobby match. You don't really want him beating Austin Theory right now. I don't think there's anything to a Seth Goldberg match, where especially where Seth is as a baby face. Roman ain't doing it again. You don't want him to squash guys like Karrion right now. Like it's just not. 
which I mean, it would be fun to see Carrion and Goldberg and Carrion have to sell that shit. But like, that's a little bit too much eating of, of eating shit. You know what I mean? Like for, for people who just come back to just to get, get squashed by Goldberg. I'm sure they think it would be cool, but I don't think it would help anybody. Um, I mean, I liked, I, I've, in terms of Goldberg's run, I major, for the majority of it, I liked it. And I yeah. thought one of the most random fire things he did was when he randomly showed up to SummerSlam to kill Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was fire. I was like, oh crap, that was kind of cool. But I think for the most part, other than the Undertaker match, which kind of went awry, and it's a shame they didn't do it again, but Taker was probably like, yeah, I'm not doing that shit again. Brett told me not to. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a bridge too far for him. Yeah, but I think for the most part, he's played his role. He's uh, He worked very hard in being in the shape and promising what he could. Um, he, he did it for so long, his son is a damn grown-up at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, that little, that little, you know, I don't, you know what? Let me not say anything about anyone's children. You saw what he did when when Bobby fucked him. Didn't do it. Uh, but but wait, do you think he could? Do you think he could? Could what? I'm not. Still I'm good. not. I'm not. I am not dignifying that with even a thought right now. Hey man, He's, listen. That man has way bigger problems than bringing in a Goldberg. Jericho Appreciation Society. You know, you could bounce a couple of them off his damn shoulders. Goldberg would expose everything going on there and would not give a shit. He's at that age where he doesn't have to care. And at that money level, he's not like a Jake the Snake or like a Billy Gunn. Like, he made a lot of money in this business. He would literally be like, this is some ghetto shit. Hey, man, I say that all the time. But then I see like Paul White go over there. When has Paul White not been ghetto? (laughs) You know, aesthetic. The big show is ghetto as fuck. He's just a ghetto ass character. Who who's favorite wrestler is the big show? Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. That's just straight, straight up in the ghetto, bro. Like, I I feel like if you saw what happened with Wardlow, who was who was the Batista Goldberg equivalent in that company. Wardlow ain't got no damn what that's got no that's what they said. No, but he ain't got no he ain't got no pull. He ain't Goldberg. It is warlord don't ring bells like that. But hold on, but hold on, but hold on. If that was again supposed to be a new star that he was gonna build and he couldn't even do that there, how the fuck he gonna how is he gonna do it with Goldberg, especially with the egos in AEW, the people who don't enjoy what Goldberg brings to the table, who are completely staunchly against sports entertainment, you're gonna piss off Eddie Kingston, you're gonna piss off fucking uh who who uh the the empty headed fuck, Hangman Adam Page. <laughs> You're gonna piss off a lot of people bringing him into the company. I don't know about that, but I don't know. It would kind of be up to him. I could see your way, but I could also see him like. Perf- I feel like he's he's not the same. He's clearly not the same Goldberg as in 1999 and 2001 or even 2003 the jaded kind of thing he's he went in he said listen let me trust this and for all you know things the business has been good to him for like the last five years or so um by all stretch of imagination um could he decide my only thing is like there's a lot of unscripted a lot of it's not as a structured over there as it is in wwe which i think could probably end up with goldberg 
flying like WCW stuff happening to him. Um, uh huh. So that would be my only fear. He's not. But, he's not going to take some of those bumps. You'd have to put him against somebody like a Samoa Joe, who could mentally work with somebody like that, and and or Jericho would, or Jared or yeah, who wouldn't um, have an ego? Who would not have an ego working with him? So that leaves you meals with about four people. Okay, he could probably they they only have a very set amount of pay per views a year. People, mm-hmm. if he does come in, you know what's going to happen next. Meals, they're going to start saying, "When is he going to become the AEW World Champion?" You're not keeping him away from that title. So at that point, it becomes, are you going to have him do a 20-minute match with MJF when you know Goldberg doesn't do those well? Mm-hmm. Are you going to squash MJF and then have him win the title? Are you going to beat Goldberg? Those are, These are questions that, again, WWE managed to answer more often than not in a, sens- a sensical manner. Case in point, the Brock Lesnar feud, where it made sense there. Mm-hmm. I don't see anyone to that level where they could have a knockdown. I'm, he gets put in a one wing angel. It kicks out. <laughs> What's that gonna make? <laughs> you know I what I'm saying? Really gets up to be honest with you. But, he's, not, um, he's not doing that bump. Is he gonna listen to Tony Khan? I mean, I don't know. He listens to anybody who pays him. <laughs> Is he gonna listen to Tony? Because I mean, come on. There's a certain level of respect that people have for. A Triple H or a Vince. Well, Tony Khan probably don't fuck with Goldberg. You probably find listen the, the day we find this man's pro boards account. You know <laughs> the day we find this man's game backs account. Um, TK is real two two nine seven. You know what I'm saying? Um, the day we find it and figure out what he's been saying on the internet is going to be a very funny day. I can't see it. I, I mean, someone would have to prove me wrong, but I, I really can't. I, I can't see it. I, I, I think that it would be. And and again, put him next to anybody on that roster. He's going to look like a mammoth. Next, mm-hmm. I'm not going to believe that he can beat anybody or that any, anyone is going to be a sizable enough opponent for him, except for Samoa Joe. Wardlow is very small. I don't, I don't, he's big for them. But he's not bigger than Goldberg, or mm-hmm. what bigger than what Goldberg could be when he gets in the ring shape. I mean, this is very, very true. Um, Cassidy next to Goldberg. <laughs> Adam I'm sure they'll cheer. Adam Cole next to Goldberg. If that gets a holy shit, I swear to God, <laughs> it might. It might. You, ah! you never know. Dog, it's gonna be like me next to Goldberg getting a holy shit. Hey man, I pop. Um, you pop because I'm about to die. That's why. Hey, man. All right now. Well, speaking of from from one uh from one uh contract that's expired to another, Miss mm. Mercedes Monet, Monet watch. Oh my god. Um, she says she sat down at whatever con that she was at. What is it? Um, is it a ghetto con? <laughs> Planet Comic Con in Kansas City. She was asked by a fan if she considered returning to WWE phones from Vince McMahon retirement. And she says, first of all, nobody knows the story. You don't know the story, but you're reading whatever you want to read and believing who you want to believe. She's a character? <laughs> no, she wasn't a character. Okay. Maybe a, a little bit. Um, nobody knows the story because I haven't said anything. And I'm not going to say anything. 
because that's just the classy boss that I am, the CEO. So she was kind of in character. She was in character. <laughs> he has never done an interview out of character. Uh, I... All right, so she's never going to say anything, but... <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I wonder and why. You said it perfectly. You said it perfectly on Twitter, Mills. I said it to she, my close friends, but you can share this, yes. <laughs> well, they can't find it, so they can't say shit about it if they're not even close friends. She's Go going ahead. to look crazy if she does. <laughs> and you know what? It's the fucking truth. There's so much truthiness to that because she's absolutely going to look crazy if she sits down and says... And, you know, with with, a, with almost a year removed from this, I think the emotions have subsided. But I've stuck to the same thing that I've said for a whole year. If you said this to anybody in the world, the reason, the purported reason why they left, they would look at you like you were crazy. Because at the end of the day... Apparently it's not true. You did not want... Oh, oh <laughs> brother. <laughs> I think that's the reason why neither of them have said anything about it. Because it's about losing a fake title or losing a fake match. You weren't even going to lose a title. You're losing a fake match that's going to lead you to another match at another show. The She's world not saying anything. The world is so much bigger than whatever the fuck that problem was that was going on. The world is so much bigger than that. And they have there has been so here's and here's the thing. Nothing has changed in the company. They have not stopped making money. They've only made more money. They've got better ratings since she's left. Why wouldn't you tell the story now? If there was a story to tell, you know why, Meals? Because there is no story to tell. Well, it's not only her story to tell as well. Who? So who else? Naomi. <laughs> she would have to. You would have to incorporate her in the story. Waist trainers. I know the story. <laughs> I don't need the I don't need the story. I don't need her story. I think <laughs> I think they should tell the story. Why? I want to hear the story. I want to I want to hear it. I want to see if it I have my suspicion. I mean, you at the end of the day you walked out. So it is what it is. They're going to say, like, they walked out for this reason. They walked out for that reason. Um, either they, unless it was, like, racism, sexism, something along those lines, which I'd find hard to believe in the women's division. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to say I find it hard to believe, but. It, it, no, no, that it, it wouldn't be that. It would be, it would have come out. Yeah. It would have come like, out. That She would have said it. <laughs> but. There's nothing in this world right now that would. Any that where anyone would have to be quiet or silent about that type of stuff anymore. Is it just like they've been playing in my face for years? <laughs> like that's what I feel like it is. From her perspective. But, but yeah, but, but from her perspective, if she said if she were to say that story, the blowback would be huge. Also. Because you've got plenty of people in there who she's walked out on that would then speak up. This is like sure. reality. It's like reality TV. Like if 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 Sasha say something, people are gonna clap back. I'm not calling her Mercedes. If Sasha say something, is people gonna keep clapping back? A couple of weeks ago, um, Charlotte Flair. A week ago, Charlotte Flair talked about Mercedes Monet, 
Asha Beck. Uh, leaving. She said, I think it's cool whenever someone follows their heart. And that's inspiring. There will never be another group like the Four Horsewomen ever. I was like, that was so nondescript. Says a lot. <laughs> says a lot without saying anything, doesn't it? It was just like, that was so nondescript. You didn't even say her name. <laughs> says a lot without saying anything, doesn't it? I mean, it's inspiring when someone follows their heart. What you think it means? I think it's inspiring whenever someone follows their heart. Sometimes if that's how you want to fly, that's when to fly. You know what I'm saying? I think Charlotte's like, she ain't walk out on me. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know. Oh, I, I, doubt she's, I doubt she would feel that way. I feel like if, if Charlotte were to... I do feel like she there there even if she isn't like the most liked person online, I feel like a lot of people do respect her in that locker room. Yeah. Oh, I feel she ain't never walked out. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I just don't think it's like to me, just kind of that response is like, it's cool, but realistically we have other things to worry about. Like um I bet if they ask um, do you hope, uh, you know what? Let me shut up. I feel like I'm stirring the pot. I was like, if you, would you be happy if Naomi came back? It's like, I wish Naomi would come back. <laughs> I wish Naomi would come back. Damn it. Why? Um, I like Naomi. <laughs> but she, not she, that I don't like, yeah, not that also, again, that I don't like Sasha Banks, but I really like, I think she's, one of the most genuine baby faces as the Riggs is still on the roster. And I always felt like she never used um she was always getting it out of the mud. So you just wanted to see her um awarded for that. And it's always nice because that's like genuine love for people. I have the same love that I have for Naomi for Live. Like you want to see these people win at the end of the day. I don't care about like Naomi's gotta be part of the bloodline thing. I feel like that is dumb. Um but I want to see her win at the end of the day. I don't know what went into whatever decision that she made last year, but I want to see her win at the end of the day, um, just like her homegirls apparently winning. Um, I feel like she got out there, put herself all the way out there. I'm sure she's happy, but outside looking in, the, the optics are crazy. In terms of like where she is and what Sasha's been doing, the optics are wild. They're wild. They're wild and wildly inconsistent. When you say so, I would I would say so. Okay. Um, two little bit of AEW news. Taya Valkyrie is now all elite. All right. Damn. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> AEW had a house show over the last weekend. House what rules. Do you say about that. <laughs> I don't know. Wait. I, I, Ty Valkyrie. She's a great hand, skilled worker. There you go. What? What is she gonna do to get to make those women better? Because as you're gonna get to, the house show was last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And we saw the top woman in the division having what looked like. I have no clue. You know how when you when back in the day we used to go to like some house parties and 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 a girl you used to get a dub on a girl. Of course. And you had no clue. Like she was just wild. I you like you had no clue how to get the rhythm. Absolutely. Hold that, me that, up, Mark. That's <laughs> not, like, yeah, that that they, they ain't had nobody to hold them up. 
but that's what I look like. I feel so with Taya, I feel like people are like booking this like people are booking it as if she could win the title. I don't think she's winning a TBS title. I think she's came in as another strong hand. She's really good at what she does. Great talent, great worker. I have no unless she does something amazing within the next year or it leaves the same impact that she left ironically on impact. Um I can't see anything in the short term of like a championship or a major win. Um, so that's that also approach probably going to be on rampage this week. Um, oh, she was on rampage last week. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but oh my God. <laughs> funny how that turned out. Um, house shows. If they don't give a fuck, why should we? Amen. If they don't get like, seriously, if they, if, if they don't give a fuck, why should I give a fuck about her signing? Because they immediately put her on the show that only 400,000 people watch a week. They Even last this week. They, 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 it was last this week? Um, no, it was preempted this last week. Oh, yeah, it's a midnight. But if, if, if they immediately put her on that show, why then should I get up in arms about... Anything that is going to happen to her, and if they if they do have her lose to Jay, that is that is a damn shame. Oh wait, no, Rampage did pretty, did solid last week. Oh look at that, did uh four seven four. That's we solid already. For them, that's, that's solid. You're right for them, that's solid. That's all right. Yeah, that's all right for them. Um, yeah, I I again I I. She's a great hand. I'm actually kind of shocked that the Triple H didn't bring her back. Aren't you? No, I'm not shocked. <laughs> yeah, she she would have been she would have been good, but nah. Uh, I think we brought enough people back. Yeah, you don't really need her. Yeah, you're right. She she wasn't the first call, the second call, or the third call. So, <laughs> well, Sasha don't want to come back. So, like, yeah, we want to come back. Like, yeah, man, she her line was not hit fast <laughs> enough, or maybe it was, and maybe she was under contract. Who knows? But she free now, so it is what it is. What's the other um, house, this house show? House show. House show they did uh apparently did really well for the for the venue that they were at. Um it was like a pigsty? What was it? Where was that? You know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's hilarious. You know, they did their little little venue, little three thousand seater, you know what I'm saying? Um but they did good. A lot of people got on the show. They had um, Claudio and um, Claudio, what's his name? Moxley versus Bill. Big Bill and uh, the Negro. <laughs> Don't say that. What's his name? The Negro. Um, God, no, he has a name. That's what they could. That's might as well be what his name is on the damn on the show. You said that's on the run sheet? That's what they name him? Yeah, the Negro. <laughs> oh, God. Ah. I'm sure knew his name now. Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty. There you go. He's not on the show enough for me to know. But, um, oh, and our guy Stokely having a match this week on Dynamite. More power okay. to him. Okay. <laughs> uh, But, you know, a lot of people got reps on the show, you know. So I heard it was a fun time for all involved. So hopefully they keep doing it. People get these reps. 
You being so nice right now. No, but I, I mean, be house real. shows is what they house show is what they need, right? House shows be, legitimately. Be real. I need you to be real. House shows are what they need. Yes. These people need to know how to wrestle often in front of a crowd, and they get no time on TV to be able to do this. I'm surprised Jade Cargo was not on this house show because wow. this is what everyone has been talking about, about her needing more reps in the ring. And this is a great opportunity to do so. But to be quite frankly with you, they probably, she probably like, if I'm not getting paid for it, I'm not going. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And who the fuck go, it's going to be the same. She's going to get a jobber and it's going to be this, it's going to work the same way that it worked on regular shows. But if they, so let's say if they did like, for instance, they wouldn't do this on TV. But if they did a house show, Jade Cargo versus like Hikaru Shida, I'd be interested to go to that house show just to see it. I mean, they're not going to do it on TV, but at least they could do it at a house show. See how it goes. See how it works. I think that's the benefit of, I'm trying to look on, you know, this isn't a bad thing. The house rules thing isn't a bad thing is essentially what I'm saying. But but again, they don't do them enough for it to 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 matter. And you know what's what else? They do these matches and go straight home. They don't go and continue to work on their craft. Mm. It's true. I do be watching Isaiah Cassidy's YouTube channel. Exactly. They could be on vacation every week. I'd be like, God damn, huh? He be in the he got the gym once a week, <laughs> hit the show, and whatever town he's in, he's going on an adventure. Also, um, that check. He said thanks, Tony, and then he's out. <laughs> hey man, go watch Isaiah Cassidy's uh thing. Um, what else is there to say? Um, the Bella Twins are gone from WWE. Uh, they said they are not joining AEW. Uh, so, okay. All right. All right. So, you know, started one thing, ended it right there. Um. You wanted to say a little bit of news about our our, our homeboy, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Yes, yeah. The uh, allegedly people think that. Here's my thing. So a new a news piece came out today about uh, Dwayne Johnson and his attempts to kind of make the DC universe stuff about him. Obviously, Shazam Two, which is part of the, well, well Black Adam is part of Shazam's story, which is funny because they're doing it the other way where. Black Adam is just kind of his own nigga and he don't have nothing to do with nobody with Superman, which nobody was ever going to buy. Right. So I think that this piece came out kind of confirming a lot of things that people kind of already guessed and knew and people are kind of framing it as, as a, as a, as a hit piece. I'm not really into kind of getting into the, the mechanics of that because they did it to Tom Cruise. They've done it to a lot of people. This happens in Hollywood. People talk and then people put their narratives out there. Like The Rock is not new in terms of getting these types of things happening to him, right? But I want to—I say that to say that with stuff like this coming out, how could anybody have thought The Rock would have, was going to do some type of prolonged uh, storyline on this show with the way Roman and Cody have been cutting promos for the past month and a half? His, this nigga would be in the back with angry tears every single night with, with the shit that they would be saying to him. Because you got to be real, right? You, you can't... Absolutely. Rock has to be, as a character, he has to come off as infallible. He has to come off as perfect, chiseled, the most perfect man that was ever known. You know what I'm saying? He, he can't have mistakes. 
That's yep. why when Cena pointed out these mistakes uh, 10 years ago, that got under his skin because it showed that he, that he had a, a, a chip in his armor or really a chip on his shoulder. So, when, so coming into WWE, a place where, again, you're working at Mania with a smarter crowd who can easily say, chant Black Adam sucks or you got fired or something like that to throw him off his game, which we know he could be thrown off of just by looking at the way he reacted at the Oscars two weeks ago when someone asked him about it. And then he said, the fans loved it. Critics had an agenda out for me. Like, come on, Mills. <laughs> come on. <sighs> You're still doing it. You're still, like, there was no way he was showing up, getting promos cut on him about any of this stuff and him being okay with it. He called, he called Cena punk motherfucker or some shit. What did he call him? Like, what do you think he was going to call a nigga Roman if he did that? Right. You know, Brian Gewirtz probably selling his book and probably don't have time to help write the whole creative for this shit anyway. What creative could he even, you know what I'm saying? Like, what creative could he even have right now? You know what I hey, mean? Man. Brian Gewirtz approved creative, brother. True. True. They True. live with the man, bro. You, you live with the man. I could still see him. I mean, I don't think he will. Um, I mean, maybe he could still show up to WrestleMania. He could still show up. I, I would love to see The Rock and Stone Cold in the ring with LA Knight. I would love to see LA Knight. I was like, I'm going to find my way to LA WrestleMania and, and like, you know, glass shatters or if you smell or something along those lines and, and we get groovy that way. I would love to see that. Because at least I would know that LA wouldn't go off script the way that Roman would have to. No. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Roman would have to go off script in order to kind of get the program over. And we're going to talk about that that promo with, with Cody in, in a little bit, but it, it gets the, it gets more heat to the program. And But people would look at it as he's trying to bury Roman when it would really just be trying to get people to, to feel more bad for, you know, for Rock. But the thing is, again, how can we how can we as fans who are used to people in, in this generation of wrestling, right? We're used to mm-hmm. having characters that we can have sympathy for. The Rock is a character that by all intents and purposes in this generation, people should and would probably boo. He'd have to be a heel because he is he comes off as an infallible narcissist. And I don't know if that many people are into that. Right. No, you're right. The reason why Cody's getting the, getting it right now is because people have sympathy for him and they have sympathy for his story. The mm-hmm. Rock Roman, there would be no, it would be two perfect and valuable dudes fighting. It would be boring. And it's a little different than Brock because Brock is kind of like a beast, a monster. Like we don't really need to have sympathy for that. But remember when they tried to do that for Goldberg with his son in order to give him a different page to his story. I just don't see like, and I don't see Rock taking that story and making it, you know, real life either. Like I'm down on my luck. Hollywood's turned their back on me. I just don't see him doing that, yo. I just don't. Just the way his ego is. I just don't see it. I agree. Want to get into the shows? Let's get into the shows. It'd be pretty easy this week. It wasn't a, it was it really this week was, was, we got to get these, we have to get these matches announced and we have to get these programs over. <laughs> that was this it week. It was like, we still got to book matches. <laughs> we booking WrestleMania, baby. We still got to, 
someone got to figure out these damn shows. That's exactly what these shows were. Because we got Santos Escobar and Zelina versus Dominic and Rhea Ripley. We got Sheamus versus Drew with no fucking finish. We got Xavier Woods versus LA Knight on SmackDown. Um, But what would you, I mean, the most notable thing on SmackDown, I would say. Yeah, talk we about finally, We finally got, well, actually, there's two notable things. I'm bugging. I mean, th- there's one, but we finally got Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley to put hands on one another. Yes, sir. And boy, did they put hands. Charlotte put some feet in there, too. I said, there you go. As soon as you saw that the shoes come off, I said, it's time for the it's time for the pull-apart brawl. And I'm glad I'm that... Give it a book. I feel like this is Triple H booking. <laughs> Triple H love a good pull-apart. He's, he's done oh. it quite a couple times, yeah. But, but Charlotte loves a good pull-apart, too. She's like, give me that pull-apart. I need that. Pull-apart gets take your shoes off. Pull-apart gets me over. It gets us both over. And he's like, yeah, all right. She beat, she beat up security like Borglow, man. So she got 16 championships and Wardlow that's, got that's why I find impressive when Wardlow do it because Charlotte do it every week. <laughs> Charlotte do it in a bodysuit. Yeah, Warlow, Warlow. He ain't doing it like Charlotte doing it. I'm just I just I'm just saying. I love that they got to put their hand on each other. I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think the promo material mm-hmm. is that inspiring at all. I feel like Rhea Ripley, one, she's still not hated. Too, I think she has this idea in her head of why she needs to face Charlotte and beat Charlotte, but I'm still not really believing it. Um, I would love if Charlotte, I mean, she can't really be the underdog because she's a 14-time fucking world champion, but I would love from a vantage point of there being a little bit more than just, I have to beat her because I'm the best. And there's rooms for that kind of program, but I, I don't know. I'm just not believing it. I'm not believing it, but... uh violence it's it yeah we're gonna get violence it's to me i think um to me this match isn't quite worthy of the main event yet no but but i know what match is (laughs) because friday on smackdown first of all we kicked off the show with cody being like i'm gonna invite my man kevin owens out here Cody, Minister Cody Farrakhan. <laughs> Cody watched Soul Food the past weekend. He was like, I'm going to do a little bit of this and I'm going to do a little bit of that. To which Kevin Owens said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Owens is like, all right, so what do you want me out here for? He's like, I came out here to bring out Sami Zayn. And here comes Sami Zayn. He steps out here. It's an ambush. KO's like, what is this? An emotional ambush. Amen. He was like, I know I was with them. Kevin Owens is like, you know, the family fucked my husband or whatever the they said in Soul Food. Um, the bloodline, <laughs> the, the bloodline messed up my friendship. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you were a part of it. And and you know, Sami Zayn's like, All right, we don't have, to, we don't have to be friends. It was very much giving like, um, Martin Gina, I'll marry you, okay. <laughs> No, he said. He said no. He said, "Gina, will you marry me?" Damn, yeah. are you happy? <laughs> we can just do this as friends. We don't have to be friends. To which Ko says, 
why would I do this if you don't want to be my friend? Ooh. And then that's when the music should have hit. You know, not the the sad music, the somber music. Because even Cody was like, damn, I don't... <laughs> Cody mouth was shut. He was like, first time he ain't had nothing to say. Yeah, he's like, I don't got nothing to say. Sammy, you better make this right. He was like, damn, I wish I had friends. Well, my friends in Jacksonville. Um, end of the show, Sammy Zayn gets into a battle of words. Jay- they had a confrontation. There's some shit oh, I would do, but part. over the phone. You missed the part where KO's about to drive off. Oh yeah, Ko's about to drive off in his green little, uh, you know, rented number, and Sammy's like, "Wait, wait, wait!" I forgot what Sammy actually said. What did he say? Sammy said, "Hey, I know I said all this, and you know, regardless of this, you don't have to be, you don't have to, you know, work with me. But I just want you to know, like, I'm going to this the wrong way. And listen, if, if I don't got nothing else to say, then shit, I love you." And then Ko was like, "This motherfucker right here got me a hey, man." If they had filmed a driving sequence of this man driving down the highway and some song comes on, you know what I'm saying? When they song, when they used to drive. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? What would it Fuck. be? What's that Guitar Hero song? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, one of those numbers, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hold on. Damn. But but I mean, what if it's a lot more? I, I I feel like they're not listening to that together. All right, what do they listen to together then? You know what they listening to? Go ahead. <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> I can't even hear it. You can't hear it. No. Yo, Zencaster cock blocks the whole thing. Mary That's J. Blige, be without you. <laughs> Why would they play Mary J. Blige, be without you? That's how. That's funny as hell. Hold on. Oh, what did they play it? Hold on. I'm get, we getting these songs off. We getting these songs off. There you go. He's driving down the highway. <laughs> He's like, damn, Mary, kill this one. I got to remember to get tickets to her show. And then he pulls up to a stop sign. He looks up at the billboard. It says WrestleMania. <laughs> in, in, in Kansas City? <laughs> they, they're doing a, it's a, it's a, it's a nationwide campaign. Um, okay. okay, gotcha. <laughs> and, and then... Oh, no, 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 no. I got the one. 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 I got it. 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 Ready? All right. What are we doing? It's this one. Remember, I was your hero. That was it. Yeah. I'd wear your heart like a symbol. Mm. I couldn't save Ooh. you from my darkest truth of all. Oh, gotta, gotta let it hit, gotta let it hit, gotta let it hit. Hold on. Uh oh, here we go. I'll always be less than zero. Mm. Oh, yeah. You tried your best for me, I know. That's the song. So you know what he does? 
he makes a U-turn down a one-way. <laughs> what time is it, though? It's 9.50. He's got to make it back because he knows it's a setup. Hey, man. He, t- he careens down the street, passing through sidewalks, you know, gets in traffic, Kansas City traffic, whatever uh-huh. that means. Gets out. It just says, nah, fuck it. I got to book it to the arena. I got to save my friend. Meanwhile, in the ring, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn. I don't know what kind of conversation. The conversation would have been over after he beat my ass last week. He would have been talking about nothing. <laughs> I um, barfing in the break. <laughs> yeah. Beat us both down last week. But Sami Zayn was like, you don't hate me, Jay. You hate that I was the one that hit Roman Reigns with the chair when deep down you know that you've always wanted to be the one to hit him with the chair. And I was like, oh my God. Jay was so fire in this in this segment too. Because there's parallels there between Jay and KO coming back to the families, the respective mm-hmm. families, right? Where it's like these families have, have run them both ragged and 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 tested them mentally physically emotionally over the over the years and this is really like you know they came back to support their brothers you know what i mean and and i think that's one of the the best stories about it as well as like again you got to think that cody's like me and my brother went through the same thing you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. me and my brother fight all the time me and my brother fought in a in a company multiple times you know what i'm saying like I think that there's parallels there with family. And I think that that's what I love the most about this build. This to me has been the most, not just A to B, but multi-layer WrestleMania builds in a really, really long time because there's a lot going on and all of it is over and and popular. And I would say that like, even besides the bloodline thing, because my thing is like a a rising tide kind of lifts all, all, all boats, right? Like by proxy, you've had Sheamus intertwined with this as well. But now people are invested in seeing him win the IC title against Gunther. But they also have Drew there too, who they love as well. So they they're torn. So they're that that program's over. You know what I'm saying? And then you have fucking the Seth Logan thing that people are fucking into because they just hate like like there's so many programs that have been really built super well here that I'm like way more excited for this many than than we were talking about this the same type of show last year, Mills. The the end of SmackDown, KO's music hits as the Usos is beating him down. He rushes to the ring and, you know, evens the odds. People go fucking nuts. Kansas City's losing that shit. Kevin on stares at Sami Zayn from across the ring. He lunges towards Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn starts backing up. Yeah, he starts backing up. I feel you. I'm scarred. I got PTSD, too. Um, but KO embraces him with a hug and the elation of the crowd. It was like a release. It was like, yes, we finally did it. You know, there was this writer, former WWE writer on Twitter, Andrew Goldstein, who said, damn, they, why didn't they save that for WrestleMania? They blew this spot in a, in a, in a thing that nobody cared about that no one watched all this other stuff like that. And I was like, there is no way you could be paying attention to the product if you think that no one watches SmackDown. That's one. Two, <laughs> why, the fuck would that, why the fuck would they do it at WrestleMania? What would they have done this week? 
Yeah. If Kayo <laughs> turns his back on Sammy this week or last week, I'm like, all right, then what the what are we doing here? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what? We're telling the stories here. Like multiple it's the, stories. It's their Why would they beat show? the Usos or lose the Usos and not be friends? <laughs> exactly. It's their biggest show of the week. It's one of the biggest programs of the year so far. Or really of the past year, I'll say that. Not just 2023, 2022 as well. Why the fuck would they not do that at the end of this show so we can get on Monday, which we're going to go to Raw here. Oh, they also announced the WrestleMania showcases too, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four-way tag team matches. Niggas getting on the card. Shout out to everybody who getting on the card. Shout out Rick Shea. So it leads, leads us to Raw, which they, they again, Jay's hubris may be their undoing finally. Uh, Jimmy says, I don't want to do a rap match at WrestleMania. Also, you guys aren't a real team. Y'all going to turn on each other. We don't turn on each other. We're a real family. And then Jay says, nah, this is a way to put 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 both of them out for good. Which To which I say, y'all wildin'. Mm. If you know how, how determined these two guys are, and you faced all of them, both of them before, you know how determined Sammy is, you know how determined KO is, these motherfuckers ain't going to give up if they're together. That's the story. That's the story. But what Raw, did, what Raw did was fracture this team way more this week. Talk about it. So from, from there, we realized that, we, that Roman hasn't even talked to Jay in the two Roman, <laughs> Roman pulls up during the promo. And, and they he, look at the TV and like, we got to go. <laughs> and he pulls up and has somehow, by the time he gets to the, to the, to the tribal chief room, has seen everything that happened. Said not a good night for y'all. I said, "What? How did you? Did they give you the DVR? Like, what the fuck oh, happened?" He, he's watching Raw in the whip. He saw he saw it on Twitter when they played the clips. Uh, also, another weird part was that he said, "All right, everybody get out the room except Jay. Go to the commercial." I said, "All right, bet." Back from commercial, they still in the same damn spot that they was in four minutes ago before they went mm-hmm. to commercial. Roman said, "I gotta pee." Roman said, "Yo, I gotta I gotta peep this John Wick Forge commercial. You seen this shit yet?" <laughs> but he sits down with Jay and he's doing the same thing he did when he first got back with Jay because he hasn't seen Jay he realistically has not seen Jay since the Royal Rumble nope so he sits down and is like you know I gotta know man are you bloodline and Jay's like yeah I'm bloodline you know what I'm saying? Um, he said, I love like, you. <laughs> I love you. And Jay was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he walked away. <laughs> he walked away. I feel him. What answer do you think Roman was looking for that he got? Because remember, with Roman, the, the opposite is always true of what he says. Do he got my back? No. What does he say? He does not have his back. This is going to be an amazing story. WrestleMania is going to be a movie. He does not have his back. And to further it even more, because I want to get to the broad strokes, then we'll kind of go deeper into Raw, because we got it. This is this was a two-show story, you know what I mean? Which is something that we don't see often, where it continued directly into Monday. Um... Cody comes out, interrupts Roman. They they get about 15 minutes of promo, I think. Barely. 
Nah, they got yeah, like ten minutes. I don't know. I was yeah. like, yo, never make me wait three hours for Roman Reigns ever again. Like the fuck? Nah, you tripping? It's big money. Watch that third hour. Watch that third hour. <laughs> <laughs> Watch that the old ass day though. Yeah. Watch that third hour. I ain't want to. H said, oh, sit your ass down. And watch that third hour, nigga. He's, he didn't say the N word, but yeah. Um, Cody comes out. Roman says, you know, the problem isn't isn't you, Cody. You're not the problem. What you represent is the problem. You think you're. Then we get to the real buzzwords here. You're you believe in pro wrestling, and I'm a fighter. And I say, okay, that's a, again, like getting the the getting the real fans, the smarts riled up so that they won't boo Cody when it's time. That's smart. The kid, he already got the kids. It's getting them adults in. So it's like, oh, he's a pro wrestler. I'm a I'm a sports entertainer. Mm-hmm. So that that's a smart distinction that he did there. Again, it's layered. It's very layered. What they did brings up. The AEW stuff says you ran every. You didn't want to do Stardust. You ran. You went to a co- You made a company. You couldn't get over there, so you ran away from that. This is the thing that's been kind of getting people in a tizzy. If I'm if I'm correct, right? Is that the the A did the he was always over. He was over in AEW. What kind of and, and again, this isn't like an AEW work shoot where they're doing stuff that could personally make somebody upset. Mm-hmm. What Roman was doing is building a program, so it's like as a heel. You could say he's lying and doesn't know what he's talking about because he's a bad guy. Yeah. Of course he wouldn't know what he's talking about. He's trying to get under Cody's skin. You, as a fan, if you're an AEW fan, you know he was over, but you mm-hmm. also know that he stopped being over in that company. And that's where the distinction in the, in the blurred lines come in at. That's the layer part of the promo that people are upset about for some strange reason. I thought it was an effective line. Because again, this has been about getting under Cody's skin. And I hate that I'm like, kind of turning into English lit professor here, but it's like, that's where that's, that is the distinction there. The symbol is insecurity, familial bonds and how they connect these two. And that's why the story, this story works. Cody then says, yeah, you know, that all you saying is true, but I made sure the niggas could get money in the backstage area. First of all, he said, he said a solo. I see you look at me mean, <laughs> shut that shit up, man. Better, you better cut that shit. He's hey, if it's if it's is Cody the white masters. Is is Cody the 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 white the only white dude in a black group? You know how they always have the crazy white dude. I mean, might but he might be brave. solo solo called masters in this. I was like, damn solo, say something, fight back. It's about back time. Something. It's about time that solo caught those strays because again, the reason why Roman is scared of Cody is because Cody is not scared of Roman. And I think mm-hmm. that in, in every instance, you could say Drew wasn't afraid of Roman, but Drew massively overcorrected or over uh, underestimated the powers that Roman had to control his family. And that's why he lost because no one hit Roman where it hurts. And that's where his, his family lies at. So he, 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 he brought down Solo a couple packs. He said, if anyone brings up my father again, I'm going to vomit it because I'm going to make it clear right now. Nobody needs to bring up my father because at WrestleMania, but well, he's not going to come down to this ring and hit a bionic elbow. My brother works elsewhere. The only thing you're going to see at WrestleMania is me. Mm. And Roman is like, you know, Roman starts to furrow his his upper lip. He's like, mm. that, which is great because there's so many times, and I, you see this in AEW and you see this in other promos, like kind of like Loki, kind of like Cena Roman promos, where neither man backs down and shows mm. any sign of being affected clearly. Whereas both men are clearly affected by the words that each other is saying. 
Um, eventually, Roman decides he's going to leave. Yeah. He's like, I don't need this. Yeah, this is this is the second time. Him, this is you the, him with, this you'll is be a man without a family. Yeah. You'll be um, a chief with no tribe, and you'll be a Roman with no reins. Some bars and shit. Like, it's just something like. He, yeah, he'd be a chief. Be a chief with no tribe. Uh, he said, if he loses at Mania, April third, the reality is he'll have to know what it feels like to lose. Jay's gonna leave him. Jimmy's gonna go after Jay. Solo's gonna leave too. And then Paul's gonna become an advocate again. And again, no one's ever hit Roman. That's to him. That's below the belt. But again, like I said, this is the second or third time Roman has realized I might have fucked up by riling this guy up. Mm-hmm. Because he's been able to get under Daniel Bryan's head, Edge's head, Cena's head, all of that by his words. Now he's facing somebody that doesn't, it doesn't affect them. The dad's... Yeah, go ahead. No, and I say you're going to see how this plays out. You're going to see exactly how that plays out when Cody uses his words and it clearly affects Solo. He said, it's like I said, I knew you weren't ready. Crowd is chanting, you're not ready. You're not ready. Solo doesn't leave the Um, ring. That was the, that was a, that was a cool part. He was like he's ready to go full Samoan. Um, Cody kicks him in the face. Roman Reigns is like, nah, you're not about to punk me. Y'all not about to do this because y'all gonna make me look crazy. Y'all gonna make me look stupid. He gets up, runs up on the apron, tells Solo, "Yo, chill out." Next week, he says. Next week. And Solo kind of like he's he, it's like a turtle go back into his shell. Like all that tough shit just kind of like fell backwards. He looked a kid, to be honest with you. I mean, he is a kid. Mm-hmm. But you really see it like how the words and the promos and stuff like that, like everything is really getting to Roman at this point. Um, and they use Solo as kind of like a character to kind of like show all of that, to really just kind of like portray that. But the biggest, like, the biggest key here, Mills, is the reason why Roman didn't want the Usos out there. Because he knows he's lost control of them. And didn't want any of those words to hit deeper like they did with Solo. Exactly. And he thought Solo wouldn't be affected by those words. And that's why he kept Solo. Because Solo Mills is the last person that Roman has complete and utter control over. And now he's losing that. That's why he didn't want the Usos out there. Bada bing, bada boom. Per- just perfect storytelling. Perfect storytelling. Hey, you know what we can't explain? Why the hell Rhea Ripley was facing Bailey last night? It's <laughs> for twenty minutes. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Here's my thing, right? Good ass match. I'm not. I don't got no problems with that match. It was good. You get Rhea over by having her beat a former SmackDown champion. I get that. I just feel like bit. And again, I feel like Bailey definitely is like. Yeah, I'll take this. I'll, I'll take, you know what I'm saying? I'll take this on the chin because I'm getting something way bigger. I already, I'm already a mania anyway. You know what I mean? Like, somebody's got to lose here. Well, Rhea better beat Becky too, damn it. That ain't happening. <laughs> you better beat Becky too. This don't make no damn sense. I'm like, you're too close to WrestleMania. You ain't got people days. face. Go ahead. Ain't enough days. There ain't enough days for, for that to happen. Man. What else happened on Raw? Uh, Edge, creepy Edge promo. From shot, on a, shot on the phone, yeah. Shot on the phone, clearly. 
Um, you can tell he's an old man. That's probably the iPhone six. Looks like front camera uh, too. Yeah, front camera as well. Um, really good promo though. It seems as though we're 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 confirmed here. We're Brood Edge versus Demon Finn. Again, I I love that that rumor came out in January, and I was like, they're definitely going to do that at some point, and they're doing it in Red Mania, which is to me the bit the bigger show. That entrance is going to be crazy. Uh, we've never seen, we've never seen Demon Finn at Mania. I say you have you have you you go all out with that shit. Like you you give them like some of the coolest. Hey, is there a horror movie coming out? Do a do a partnership with the paint this year. Like to, like to, <laughs> call up Disney, call up uh, Bob Iger, say hey, can we use the Venom the Venom skin? <laughs> Come on, man, let's do it. And then Dominic says that he promises to confront the Mysterio family on SmackDown this week. So we got a couple of stuff for SmackDown this week. Um, this, is, this is technically this the go home show this week for all shows honestly like yeah we got we got uh that's gonna happen on smackdown we got cody versus um ludwig we, kaiser mm-hmm. um which should be a banger i would I would, go ahead, I would go ahead and pencil in cody versus solo because because roman kept saying next week next week next week to him at the end of raw so i, I would pencil yeah. in for phoenix um we got bianca belair and oscar finally getting their brawl they get in their brawling bag too. Oscar said, "You know, a fucker." Bianca, Bianca put her arms up too early, and I don't think she was hit by the second kick either. <laughs> yeah, she put her legs up. Was, put, her, put her hands up too early. I feel like they talked to Oscar in the back, and it was like, "Please, please don't knock her out." <laughs> WrestleMania is in ten days. Do not kick the shit out of her. <laughs> Uh, so with some weirdness with with Chelsea Green and and Carmella and Piper is is Carmella? Yeah. Okay? I have no idea. I haven't heard any news about it. That was weird. Um, what else happened? Austin Theory went two and zero on the Street Profits. It, it don't sit right in my soul that he just beat these two niggas back to back. It really don't. But we see what they're doing. Yes. They're soft launching the, the the split. Yeah, so, something's got to give. With, with these two, I think very soon. Um, what else happened on Raw here? Oh, Dominic not only not only said that, but uh, he, he well to go back to your Dominic point, he brought up what I th- I felt as though they should have did is and bring the family into it. So I think that was that's smart as well. Um, what else happened? There was something else I really liked on Raw. Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Logan I, Paul's a great promo. Logan Paul is a, is quite a promo, don't you think? He's really good. Self awareness. Yeah, he he's, he's a long way. And then Seth again, the way they're 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 booking or creating a story around the punch to me is very good because they never really did got a chance to get that off with Roman because he he still had to be infallible. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and you can tell that like like it, it's it's like it's it's something that they're being very careful with to show, but also something that they're going to use in to their advantage when the match actually happens. And I would expect this to be a sleeper match of the weekend. They confirmed that it's night one on, on raw. So they did confirm that it's going to be on, on Logan's birthday on April 1st. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun one. I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, you had, you had, what do you feel about Otis before we get out of here? Uh, <laughs> you know me. Come on, man. You got to admit it's funny. It's funny. All yeah. right. Man. When are you <laughs> you're gonna give him his just due, man. 
I'm not. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm asking, man. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Well, that was this week. Uh, we got a huge, huge week that we're gonna we're gonna announce to you guys very, very soon about what's gonna happen, how we're gonna release these things. But the Mania Prediction Show is going to be crazy. I cannot wait to to share all the guests that we have on this with you guys. Some some guests that we've never had before. Some guests that you wouldn't even think that would even have been on our show, which is what I'm really excited about. You know what I mean? Because we we usually kind of like we have a pool of guests. You know what I mean? And and we love them to death. But I think that the guests we have here are like really really awesome and. I mean, the one we shot, we, we shot one yesterday, Mills. It went almost an hour. You know what I mean? And it was it was really, really good. So um, I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Absolutely. Um, you can tune into that next week. Of course, we'll be doing a giveaway next week. Make sure you stay tuned to all of our socials um, to be, you know, abreast of the giveaway. We also got our Draft Diaries, WrestleMania 19, 20 years later. We're talking about it, Justin and I. If you're on Patreon, you can hear the full episode where we also talk about Jay-Z's 2003. Um, but those of you who are on public who are not yet subscribed, what is wrong with you? Make sure you put that $5. Get the whole thing. Get the whole series. Draft Diaries from an entirety. You're able to listen to it, talk to it, absorb it, all these other things like that. Um, and also... Yeah, you know what? That's what all I want to announce for now. <laughs> yeah, well, um, we got a huge show for you guys next week, and uh, thank you for listening to this week. Uh, thanks to everybody who who had questions and sent in stuff for office hours. We love doing office hours, um, and and I want to do more of those. I want to I want to keep uplifting and helping uh, all the people that are trying to get it, just like just like we used to. So, uh, thank you guys for listening, and and for next week until next week rather, uh, we'll see you then. For meals, I'm Justin. Thank you for listening to the A Show. Peace.